Father God, we praise you this morning as we come before you in the name that is above every name, in the name of Yeshua. Wow, just to breathe that in and to give you worship and praise. Lord, the, the plan that heaven has for this house, for the words that you intend and your good plans. And I thank you for truth and excellence. I thank you that this will be an ongoing conversation this morning. Huh. And that we incline our ears to hear you. Your word says that your sheep, Jesus, hear your voice. And that the voice of a stranger, they run away from it. They don't follow it. Because your sheep know the voice of the shepherd. And all of the temptations of the earth, all of the temptations to stay in an old pattern are the voice of a stranger. And strangers are not our friends. They're not our shepherds. Today, I pray that for every person that has the heart to be changed, and every individual that is, I will literally use these words, sick and tired because of the way that they think, because of the paths that we've followed, that you are yourself our way of escape, and I pray that we take it. I pray for the healing of hearts and minds, emotions, that people that are stuck in a mire of grief, a quagmire, are loosed and released today. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you that your joy infuses the earth, that the tensions in the atmosphere must give way to the joy of the Lord, which is our strength, and your power and your presence, that the climate changes to reflect the radiance of your kingdom and your intentions toward us. And I yield and avail myself to you, Holy Spirit, as the voice, one of the voices that you speak through today. Talk to us. Talk to us. You're so good to us. You're our friend. You're our leader. You guide us. You instruct us and you comfort us. Mm -hmm. And I ask you to forgive us for the fact that we have not taken hold sometimes mm -hmm. of what you offer. But I can see your hands outstretched like Jesus' hands are outstretched, like the hands of the Father are outstretched to say, that open hands, come put your hands in, in mine. Mm -hmm. Let's walk, let's talk, let's change you. Mm -hmm. So let's do it. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 And you can be seated. So welcome for those that are joining us online to Biblical Solutions for Life Session 1. Session 1 is more of a teaching, session uh, de declare, declarative teaching, I guess you could say. Uh, session 2 is more of uh, more stuff. So <laughs> we're going to follow a couple of these slides, but I would tell you I'm not doing a lot with these as of yet. Um, 
there's a, a whole teaching series that we're working on um, where you'll even have an outline and things of that sort. We're not there yet, and when this is presented, it's something that you will be able to print out for yourself and put in a notebook and write on it and, and do all those type of things. So we're upgrading the way that we release things to, to you and taking it to another place. So let's go to the slide that says prayer covering because that's what we're gonna do. And then there's some, uh, some business to take care of before I get into the, the other part. And so Lord, I thank you this morning for your, the covering that we find in Psalm 91, yes. that we dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, and we abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. Yes. And the Amplified Bible says, whose power no foe can withstand. And it says that we will say of the Lord that you are our refuge, and you are our fortress, and you are our God, and you are our protector, and you are our deliverer, and you are our champion, and you are our hero. You are our everything. That's what he's inferring in there, I think. Because that's what you are. And even as we say this covering, and we know you are a strong tower, I praise you, Lord, for who you are. I praise you for your goodness and your mercy and your tender kindness toward us, your long-suffering, your ability to love us in the midst of our mess so much that we come out of the mess and into you, come into your message. I worship you and praise you, Father, for you are good and your mercy endures forever. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for being the spirit of the glory of the Lord in Jesus. You are the King of glory, King of glory, King of glory. I thank you for your joy. And I thank you for allowing us to be hidden in you. You are our shield, our shelter, our salvation. You are our safety as we put our trust in you. We will always be safe. You are our deliverer. When the adversary thinks that he has a hold on us, you show up. And what a surprise that is for him. A great delivery for us. Yes. And an opportunity Thank to you. applaud the power and the majesty of our Father, who is the King. Hallelujah. You are our blessing. <coughs> manifested in so many ways and these are just some of the things that cause us to be safely hidden in you glory to god in the highest yes, yes. praises to your mighty name we welcome you in your majesty we welcome you in your goodness we welcome you as the spirit of glory. We welcome you, O King of kings, Lord of lords, King of glory, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We welcome you here with the heavenly assistance we refer to as angels who have come alongside to minister and to release what heaven has in this house for today. 
Release the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding. Release the breakthroughs and the want-tos that we need. Release the giftings and the callings that you have appointed and the assignments and the resources and everything that we need according to your riches and glory, according to the power of your name, according to the strength and forgiveness of your blood. We worship you, oh Lord. You have covered us, covered us, covered us, and you keep us because we're yours. We are your sheep who listen for the sound of your voice. And a stranger's voice, we trust you to shut down. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We yes. praise you. Yes. Oh, I see. I see the cover that it comes upon us and cloak us in yourself. And we worship you and praise you and thank you, Father. Glory to God. I thank you for this enveloping. Wow. All right, I'll say that. I'm going to say that. We are aware that the Bible tells us that he has given his angels charge over us. Psalm 91. And we're aware the word of God says that he, that are they not, the question is, are, are they not all ministering spirits sent to assist? And we know that the word of God says Bless the Lord, you his angels that hearken to obey the voice of his word. So I have to tell you that I have an angel that's standing behind me right now to help to minister some special things that the Lord has uh, to say. And he's standing right behind me. And since he is the type of angel that he is, I'm going to disrupt whatever I thought I might do, which wasn't deep. Um, we're going to, if you wanted to put it up on the screen, you can go down to, well, I'll cover this real quick. Prayer, go on to the next one um, over here. Sorry. Go to the next one and say, prayer of unity will come. Keep going. The decrees of unity will come. Oh, you might not have the same ones, but I, it's okay. I am going to say, that we're going to, it's a prayer, it's a decree of, of healing and wholeness mm. that is going to stand in. And Minister, I need you to come forward right now, right now, right now, please. Okay. There are others that you may have to stand in proxy for. There have been attacks against really people, male and female, but men have been attacked on a great on a great scale. Get up here. Yes, you. Me. These three men represent the men of this house, and in this particular case, men all over the body of Yeshua. And there have been attacks against their minds, against their bodies, against their resources, against so many things, but specifically, that's what the wholeness is. But the healings, where the, this one had to go to the hospital, for those of you that did not know, this man, I praise God for your testimony, Dr. Baker, because that's what he said he held on to when they tried to tell him that he had had a stroke. 
And he said, no, I don't have one of those. I don't, I don't, I don't get strokes. And he followed the path that was prepared, the minister jury was referring to today. Because he said, I can't die. I'm thinking about other people. He said, I can't die. I've got stuff to do. I can't die. That's the call. That is the heart of a man of God. You talk yes. about a man of God who yes. goes to church or does this. No. The heart is what tells you what kind of man or woman you're looking at. The heart of a man that says, my body is hurting, the doctors are saying this and that and the other, but I've got something to do because God has called me. And I have an assignment that must be fulfilled. And in the name of Jesus, I say that everything that has come against this man now comes against God. And that you will not stand. And we say every bit of sickness, disease that has ever dared to try to come into this body, you must depart from him. Any kind of symptom in this man, in this man, in that man, in any man that is a part of the body of Yeshua, that is called of God with a heart and determination to fulfill it. Curtis Northern, rise up and be healed in the name of Jesus. Every man that is a part of this body, whether we know your name or not, from this day forward, the protection, the cloak is upon you and around you, and the shield that quenches every fiery dart of the wicked is working on your behalf. And the angels that come to minister the fire of God Go through you now and flush your systems in the name of Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua. Everything, every wrong thought, attitude, and anything else that is going to hindrance to prevent you from walking the way God has called you to walk is struck from you in the name of Jesus. Your backbone is put back into place and you will walk in the fire that you have been called to. You will minister in the fire that God has given you. God has needed you and we have needed you. You will not die. You will not die. You will not die. You will live and you will do the fulfillment of the assignment that is upon you. I bless you with that. I bless you with that. I bless you with that. In the name of Yeshua. And by way of camera, I bless you, Frederick. I bless you, James. I bless you, Curtis. And I bless any other man whose name I may not know in hand right now. You belong to us. You are to stay. You're going to live. You're going to fight. You're going to win. You will fulfill your assignment. You will fulfill your calling. If that's what your heart is, heaven is heard today. And the fire of God be within you. In Jesus' name. Praise you, Father. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Every wit whole, Alfred James walked on. Every wit whole. Every wit obedient. Aligned with your call and assignment. And all of the other stuff, the attacks, the lies, they go. You forgive. You release. And you walk in your freedom. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. This goes for husbands and sons and brothers and cousins and nephews. And it goes for women, too, but you want to know something. This is not about women. This is about the men, the other sons. 
And Father, I thank you for the prayers that have continued to go forth. And I thank you for, oh, your fire. Yes. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, my God. Pray with me. Go step on us. I release the angels that have been assigned to this meeting today to disperse amongst the crowd and do what you're here to do. On the on the line too, wherever they are. Whatever the repentance is, bring it out, bring it out, bring it out, bring it out, bring it out. I'm talking to the people. Whatever you gotta do, get it, do it now, do it now, pray it out, say it. For the holy for the holy Oh my God, my God, I worship you, I praise 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 you. All wrath, all bitterness. All acts of disobedience. All, all these things. Second Corinthians 8, 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. That even though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that through his poverty you might become. Oh wow, what you couldn't be on your own. I praise you, I praise you, I praise you, I praise you, I praise you. I thank you, Father. I thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Father. There is a castle a release that is assigned for this house today. There is a breaking forth into a place. It, it, it's like a dam being able to be burst open and to go, the waters to go into the, into the dry places. Not a dam, it's, it's water that's been held up, but it is not at the rate of the force of destruction but at the place of replenishing those empty valleys and, 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 and ponds or whatever you call them, those, those reservoirs. There is blessing that has been pushing to get to us. And we can remove the hindrances today with a heart that is conformed to the image of Christ Jesus and that allows the love of God to minister to the to the areas of resistance. Yes. And so that's the prayer that is released and I trust that the ministering spirits all throughout at the direction of the Holy Spirit mm. will do what they've been sent here to do. There are songs to sing, there's worship to be released. There's more fire to come forth. Oh, thank you, Father. There's so much love in this place for you. So many opportunities to connect to the one that loves us so much. It's a day of grace and mercy. 
and a day of release if we want it, which I believe we do. It's a day of healing and wholeness, and trust me, trust, trust, trust this. God has spoken to his sons, these men, his, his male sons, if you will, and he has let it be known. There are pictures and visions and things and, and, and wealth that, that, that manifest in the different ways and callings and anointings and appointings and, and, the, and the, the stop gaps where people have just been saying, when, 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 you know? It's not when God, God said when you, come on, do this thing, do this thing, you, you break that resistance, you do this part, because it's here for you today. When I tell you that it's like these angels that are here with these big sacks full of stuff for you, I'm not kidding you, I can see them in my, in my spirit eye, I can see them. And, and they're, they're here with these big, we used to call them Santa Claus bags, these big bags full of your life, your stuff. Yes, yes, yes. And whatever, as the resistance and as the joy of the Lord comes forth to, to break forth and to allow these things, you, it, it, will, it will connect to you. It opens and it's placed in you if you want to know how it works. It's placed on the inside of you when there's room for it. It is a supernatural day for those that realize their superhumanity that comes through Jesus. And so that will permeate the atmosphere. And the angel is still with me and will be throughout this. We're going to continue on. But I'm saying to you that there is divine anticipation for us to connect with the words of the spirit of the living God. He's made manifest in this place and we're gonna go and find him in the word and exalt the word as he exalts his name even above his, or his word even above his name. But we're gonna exalt the name of Yeshua. We're going to exalt the presence of the Holy Spirit in our midst. We are going to give thanks to God that there are truly angels on assignment that are in this house, and that the words of the Lord will open up treasures on the inside of each and every one of us. This portion is prophesied, spoken, released for the edification, for the correction, for the rebuke, for the growing up, for the chastisement that brings about the peace of God, for the people that have been so agitated in their living that they do not know the spirit of Peace. He has come to make himself known to you. For the people that have been so caught up in trying to figure out how to love, be loved, they have not known how to receive. But he is here today to manifest himself so that you can finally stop being uptight in your life and you can let the rivers of living water flow through you. There are people that are prone to grief all the time, but the word of God and the name that is above all names is here to destroy the, the, the bindings of the spirit of grief that you have carried in your life. Yes, yes, yes. 
You have walked with it and talked with it for so long that you actually think that it is a part of you when all it has ever been is a death shroud assigned to you to prohibit you from fulfilling your call. But this day, the key is available to unlock that thing from you. The key is in your hand to use the key in the lock. It's for you to do. You unlock in earth, and it's unlocked in heaven. There are those that have had a pattern of this and a pattern of that, a different way of living that is not God, but it has been very religious, but it's never been good to you. And the spirit of the living God, the spirit of liberty, has made himself available to free you from pretense and all of the other falsities of life pretending to be so superior in, su in supernatural things and you're not. Pretending to be so wise in the ways of God and you're not. But you can be. You're not being mocked. You're not being judged or chastised. You're being encouraged to come into the freedom that the Lord has made way for. There is a river that is open. Even those that press against this and resist and wear the cloaks of pride. This is a place where you can strip that thing off of you. And the angels are available to take it away because it's not your right clothing for your calling. It's time to change your clothes. Yes. It's time to change your wardrobe. Yes. It's time to change your vocabulary. It's time to change your thinking. It's time to change your life. Yes, 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 yes. According to the spirit of the living God. This is a time unlike any other because it's right here, right now. Glory to God, to his glory, because he loves us so much. I praise you, Father. Thank you. Praises to the most high God. Yes. Even now, look at that. Look at those little chains just breaking off. Some of you have just said, I'm taking that. I needed this. This is an answer to somebody's prayer from last night. He heard you. He heard everything that you said. You didn't think he was listening. He was listening. He heard you. He heard you. I praise you, Father. This is your breakthrough day. This is your day. This is your day. You said, God, is it ever going to come? It's here now. You came. He came. It's here. In this meeting place, you get delivered from ugly. You get delivered from bitter. You get delivered from mean. You get delivered from sad. You get delivered from sorrow and grief and hurt and harm and immaturity, the childishness, and take on the get back your childlike. Because you're still in short pants, but you can have the long ones. He's a Oh, but I this and that and the other. No, no, no. It's all there. He's saying, I told you I'd give you the desires of your heart. Now come on and give my heart for your desires. My heart for your desires. You know, the desires for your heart 
are in his heart and he wants to impart that heart to you so that then what happens when you get his heart you get his manifestation glory to God I praise you Father glory to God glory to God glory to God some of us we can even break out of the pretense and the phony and all of the other stuff that the phony and the baloney the phony and the baloney because some of it's baloney and it's phony It's a day of joy, an infusion of a different vision, of a clear vision. It's a day that is a day that you can declare and decree to be yours. It's a day that's offered, the price has been paid, so it's not like a a TV show, if the price is right. The price is right. It was the blood of Jesus. And I worship you, Father. Some of you, it's time to see. You're going to see if you choose to see. You can see the pathway to your true prosperity, and you'll know how to do what you need to do. You'll know how to walk away from what you need to walk away from, and you'll know even better how to follow him and as he creates the path to walk into what it is that you have been wanting. You've been looking at it on the outside, walking around it like it's a building with no doors, and there's one window you can look in and see every everything that's for you, but the building itself has been so bricked up that you couldn't find a door, let alone a key. But the word of the Lord is here for you today to break you through and to remove the walls so that there is no boundary, there is, or rather there is no barrier that prohibits you from taking hold of what belongs to you. He is the key. And he is the door. And you've been trying to get into your business, your enterprise, your this, your that, your relationships. You've been trying to do it without going through the door. It's all through him. Nothing that man has done. It's what he has done. And is, has continued to do from the time it was released until now and continuing until time is taken away from this place where we live. You have to know that God says, I stop time for you to bring you through. I've stopped time for you to bring you through so that the time clock that was ticking to say you should die now, you should be poor now, you should be this, you should be this, You're not subject to that. I've created a place for you to come into me. We're tying the subject to me and therefore to you. So you are not, it's not too late. Whoever you are, it's not too late. You're not to whatever your too is, too old, too this, too that. It's not too late. Because you're talking about a flesh thing. That when you bring it in subjection to the spirit of the living God, it must transform and conform to the way of him. So you're not too old. You're not too this or too that or too whatever, too ignorant, too this, too that. You're not any of the twos. Come into the oneness with him. Huh. I speak to the ones that have an ear to hear 
and the ones that have eyes to see and to the ones that have hope and a desire to be able to comprehend, to walk in this thing, to understand it, even though right now it feels a little odd or off or whatever it is, but I speak to those that have a heart that is willing to be taught by the spirit of the living God, who is our teacher in this time, and that we are listening to hear his voice that will resound on the inside that is willing to allow their, their, their theories about God to be stretched into proper shape from the confined places where you have kept him only in your religious part, but not in your living and your doing and your speaking and your saying because you have not captured the understanding of agreeing with him in everything. And so those of an independent spirit and a hardened heart that have lived life the way that they think it should be and think that God should, he will not. He will never conform himself to you. You conform yourself to him. Things that you think are not fair. Yes, sir. Things that you think he should do it differently. Things about your life that you are dissatisfied with. Yes, he offers you a meal that satisfies. You're not satisfied because you have not released faith into areas. You've released uh, your understanding and what you call truth that was never of me, God says. It wasn't me. You put my name on it, but I did not endorse it. So this is a a fluffing and an undoing. Da, 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 all the things that were so tight in your life. And he says, I'm messing it up. I'm messing you up today. I'm messing up your theology today. I'm messing up your idea of faith. I'm messing up your thinking that you know me so well. I'm messing up your concept of how I will work. I am messing up your plans for your own life and inviting you into mine. Get a book. And if you say yes, the devil can't do a thing about it. The devil can't do a thing about it. The devil can't do a thing about it except be under your feet. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Like I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, we interrupt this regularly scheduled biblical solutions for life to bring you a message live from heaven. It's the Spirit of the living God that has come to be in the field with you. The King has come to be with you. <laughs> Whoever has the fans of flags, come up here and do them that way. Glory to God, I worship you, I praise you. You should never, ever, ever have an apostle pray for you 
if you don't want to receive what they say, you don't want it to come true. Because I was told to come back under the apostolic prophetic teaching. Yes. And then to be the um, evangelistic, no, pastor, whatever. Yeah, all that. It was spoken, and it's so. Because this house is the house where what is decreed takes place. Yes. On the apostolic voice. If you don't want it, you should have never stuck your head under it to get it. Because you're going to get it. 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 Give it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a release. Oh, my God. A release. A release. Some out of, some into. Oh, you can have it, you can have it, you can have it, you can have it. It's here for the having. You can have it, you can have it, you can have it. Just grab it, you can have it. You got to take it. That's what this man saw in his dream. And he took it on God's level instead of the way that he knew. He's got the education and the know-how to go and get things in the natural. But he wants the supernatural manifestations of the things of God. So he bypassed the way that he could have done it to take hold of it the way God wanted to give it. And because he took it the way God wanted to give it, then he put it in his pocket to wait for God to tell him how to do it. You're going to get it all, brother. You got it all. Do more than receive it, baby. Take that thing and snatch that thing. You do it. You shakota. Hela no more on a mother than a nana no 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 because God says, I want you to be in my presence, but I don't ever want you to be complacent about oh, yeah. me. I have so many more surprises for you than you have dreams. I have so many more breakthroughs for you than you just start with the first one. Today, listen for what I have to say and do what I tell you. To do. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Glory to God. Anything else? Even though there's no distance in the spirit, not at all. You see, you don't know me this way. And you can only know me this way by accepting the invitation I gave you from the beginning. You can know about me and continue on, or you can come to know me and rise above and live from where I live. Not just talk about it. Not just step in, step out, step in, step out, but stay. Stay and live from here. Not here, but from in me with my mind flowing through your heart and changing your actions and your attitudes, your altitudes, your platitudes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
place throughout the United States of America. But the one thing that the dark side never saw coming is the light of God turning on the whole country. Yes, yes, yes. But Father, you have turned the light on. You are the light. And over the United States of America, yes. your voice, the same voice that resounded in the genesis of the earth has said light be over the United yes. States of America. Darkness be exposed. Oh, and the things that come forth this week, we thought last Ooh, week was something. God. But what you cause to take place within just two days will cause many to be amazed. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. oh my God, oh, yes. yes. Oh, Thank yes. you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, I praise you, Father. That will be evident. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. I want to thank you for your obedience. I came in here very, very heavy today. After I've 
come back from our conference. I got a call in the middle of the night, and it was the middle of the night for me. I didn't know that my friend had died. And I didn't have a whole lot of friends. And my whole thing was, did she make it to heaven, or did she not? And when I was on the plane, the stewardess had mentioned something. She talked about this, I call him a young man, in Vallejo that had died. Her son was there with his friend to stay with him because this man's father had died. He was only 40-some years old. And one of the things that had gripped me about Linda, and I said, God, what is this? I'm losing all of these friends, all of these people. And I wanted to find out what they all had in common. What my friend Linda, what my sister Lene, what my brother Adrian, what my sister friend J.D. Armstrong, and a number of others that have just left me here. Terry, yeah. My daughter, Murray. All of these people. And he opened something up to me. You want to know what they all had in common? They did not know how to totally forgive and forget. They carried a legacy. And I could see it just shrunk. And see, for a while last night, I didn't want to live for this morning. And then he threatened to let me know that I wasn't finished. Because I had to teach people how not to carry the things. There is poop. Elsa let me know something. Her daughter could not see, now listen to this. Her daughter could not see her mother at the end because she wouldn't apologize to her mother's husband. And she would rather have not apologized and to apologize to this man so that she could say goodbye to my mother. something up to me. There's going to be a whole lot more. Age has nothing to do with it. There's going to be a whole lot more deaths. Because instead of being the body of, in, in, in the church, why is that? 
because there's no room for that anymore. It's a move. It's a move. It's a move. And God wants to move through like wildfire. So I thank you for your obedience. And even while I was over there, I sent a text. <laughs> Molly. And said, tell your, tell your, well, this daughter, this friend of mine, Linda, who we became friends instantaneously in 1987, Maybe at the end of 1986, it was 87, because I was in 88, I was doing all the real estate. And she thought she was a woman during all that time, whatever. But she had adopted this daughter from Korea. This was a daughter, and she got in a lot of trouble and stuff, and I helped them with that. And then she had a child. She was the greatest mother. So Linda and Mac adopted their grandchild. So this was the one who called me. But I've been in all of their lives and will continue to be in their lives. And let me share something with you. We're at a time. And I'm hearing from Jewish teachers and through all of them. There's things that have to happen. Okay, can I take two minutes? Okay. Some of you are wondering, and I'm going to talk about this a little this afternoon, why we keep talking about things that are in the Bible, like the tithe, the offerings, the first fruits, and all of this. Because God has said, I'm returning to the beginning. This is what happened in the garden. They ate of what was holy and it became defiled. Are you tracking with me? If you're tracking with me, wait me. Wait a minute. Okay. The time and the offerings and stuff, they're not legalistic, but they are legal. And Daniel and I know some people, and others of you probably do. Some of you may even you yourself, I don't know, on podcasts or whatever it is, that think that we're getting away with stuff. But that's the devil's thing. He will allow you to think he's gotten away with it, just like Samson. He thought he was getting away with what it was, but it came to bite him in the end. And a spirit of deception works on us so deeply sometimes. And then we say, I'm not being deceived, but then I know you're being deceived. Because deception does not know deception. So rebellion is rebellion. 
anything that's written in the Word of God that we're not grasping and saying, show this to me in the pattern. We're saying I reject it because my intellect and myself says there's more. And so God starts there. Why is that? Because this is the way it was in the beginning. And so we have to work hard. But did you know that God has supplied everything for Adam before he even created it? Did you know the seed had already been sown for him? And all he was supposed to do was to harvest it. And when we don't recognize this, and this is in every aspect of our lives, are, are, are you hearing, if I can't obey in the little, do you think I'm going to ever obey in the much? Are you, are you hearing? Yes. See, if I can't, if I can't obey God in the little, giving Him all of me there, I'm not going to ever obey Him and giving Him all of me and being able to do. And so, what the adversary does is he waits. See, he's like the snake. He is a snake, and he watches. And a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Until you're out there so far. Until there's no real backing up for you. See? Matters to me not, except that I obey him. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? See? It's not going to benefit me. Your tithe, your, your, any of it. It's not going to benefit me. I don't get it. Has nothing to do with me. It has all to do with you and him. Well, God understands. He understands rebellion. God says that I elevate my word above my name. So you can't use my name if you don't obey and honor my word. Have you understand? And it's not looking how can the word work for me, but how can the word work through me for others. That's when you know. That's when you know you begin to walk in spirit. God, how can it justify me? I don't give a rip how it can justify me. But how can it liberate me? Because if it justifies me and doesn't liberate you, I've misunderstood the word of God. Because he so loves, I so love, until I want to give you your freedom. I want to help you to fight for it. That's the heart of God. That's the heart of the tithe. That's the heart of the truth. That's the heart of offerings. That's the heart of prayer. That's the heart of the word. That's the heart of a true believer. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Second Corinthians 13, verse 14, says that the grace speaks, let's go there, because I actually don't go where I headed that verse about that. as a person not and it talks about mercy as a person you see all the things we look at as the characteristics of God is God so when you talk about the love of God you have to be talking about God because God is love he is also grace he is favor he is mercy he is everything that he bestows upon us. Every impartation of God is God. So there's no, you know, even gifts. Well, I got this gift or that. You had to have gotten him because he is the gift. Right? So when I look at 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and... Verse 11, I mean, the whole chapter is what it is because it, it's, some of the Bible having say it's the final warnings and the greetings. And so he's saying, I, I want to say to you things, certain things. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. That's verse 1. I told you before and I foretell, I prophesy as if I were present the second time. And being absent now, I write to those who have sinned before. And to all the others, that if I come again, I will not spare. Since you seek proof of Messiah speaking through me, who toward you is not weak, but is mighty in you. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. And that expression right there, that's how we live. The scriptures tells you, in him we live and move and have our identity. It says our being. But in him I live, in him I move, and in him I have my identity. If my identity is found in anything else, it's not. It's a false identity. It's like carrying a card with somebody else's picture on it. It's a false ID. Because it didn't come from a, a legal source. You know, a false ID, even if it's you on the picture and so forth, a false ID is one that didn't come from the source that's authorized to release it. Satan is not authorized to give you an identity. That's right. Hallelujah. So anything, he doesn't have anything authentic. So anything that you or I ever do in the name of the devil or in the spirit of the devil, it's, it comes from a false place. All right? And sometimes that includes looking in the mirror. Because people look in the mirror and I don't like this and I don't like this. And they go through these motions of speaking out and spewing out the words of the devil toward them. God says prophesy. 
you don't like what you see because it's falling short, then speak what God said and bring yourself into alignment. All you're looking at when you don't like the way you look is a person that's out of alignment with God. That's all it is. But when we get in alignment with the Spirit of God, this is financially, emotionally, physically, relationships, everything. It's out, just be out of alignment. And so that's a powerful weapon for you to realize when you change perspective and how you look at things, and instead of just seeing the devil, you see how God turns things, brings things to right. We use the expression turn around because he does turn things around, but he brings things to right. He, he, he takes down, remember, what, what is not of him, and he raises up what is. Because always when you're talking about getting rid of thoughts, you're talking about things being put under your feet. And sometimes that includes our self-perception. Yes, okay. yes. All right. Um, people do need you. But if you ever just look at people and go, you poor thing, you just not make it without me, you're looking from the wrong perspective. That's right. People need us in our humility. And they need us in our generosity. And they need us in our willingness to be changed and not always just look to them for the changes they need to make. You go into a city, if you're called to a a rough area of town or to um, another country to go into a, a, what they think of as the poor or destitute places, or you go into the places where the very wealthy are. Wherever it is that your, your, your ground is that you call to, one thing that you can never do is go in with a superior attitude. It always has to be, I, I, I've been sent to change a city, I've been sent to, to help rich people, wealthy people to, to, to find the, the truth. I've been sent to, um, help rescue people, whatever you've been sent to do, you and I, we are not, uh, we're not superior. No. We come in low, you see? That's when you talk about Jesus being meek and lowly. He, didn't, he came as a king, but he didn't show as a king. But his, but his kingdom, authority came through and everything he did because you see one thing about Jesus he wasn't going to allow people to be mistreated on his watch and that included mistreating themselves and as often as possible he would exhibit that all of a sudden fierce aspect of his person but it was in the righteousness of God never the self-righteousness of his and as we learn those lessons, because if I asked you to critique or to find fault, I could get a lot of people responding of all the things that they see are wrong. But if I ask you what is your solution, many times people don't have one. Because we're not solution-oriented, we're critical. I don't want the critics. I want the what? Solutions. The solutions and the actions, the people that are going to come do the work, not the ones that are going to stand there and tell me what to do. There's a difference. You can look around here and see everything people are doing wrong. But I want to ask you something. What can you do that is a sign to you that will help things to go right 
besides tell everybody else what to do? What, what, what are your particular actions? This is when we're looking at the grace of God, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know he didn't look at God and say, well, you're supposed to do this, and I don't think this is right, and you don't know what it's like here, because you're not the one that the people are going to crucify. <laughs> it's easy for you to say, you're sitting up there in heaven, I know what it's like up there, but this, this is crazy. You've got to walk everywhere, these donkeys stink. These people are horrible. He never did that. I don't know, maybe that's praying in tongues. Getting it all out. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, you don't know who I'm married to. Do they know who they're married to? Because <laughs> if you flash it on me like that, I can just imagine what life is like for them. Oh, my Come on God. Now. Turn it around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? It's like, I see that. Hey, I only have 21 more minutes. So. <laughs> it's perspective. And, of course, my perspective, I'm shiny. You're dull. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's always that way. It's always, you know, perspective. Then they say, oh, this thing is out of focus. They flip it. It's like, well, what happened? You see? Because they shine the light on you. And you weren't supposed to be exposing that part of me. I was in the shadows thinking I was great. You know, and, and all of these things. But the love of God changes your vision. And then there's the communion of the Holy Spirit. That's verse 14, chapter 13. But here he said, For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. So also we are weak in him. But we shall live with him by the power of God, serving you. We have an inward power, the light that shines within us, that comes forth as fire when we allow it to be released the way that the Spirit of the Lord desires it to be. And it's good to have an angel that, that has fire. It's good to have all those things, but you know, you see, what comes, what radiates from the throne of God and into us, and it comes forth from us, is the force of his presence. Hallelujah. That's what any, any fire angels or whatever other kind of angels, prosperity angels, things that they come, they always radiate from the king, from the source, yes, yes. not on their own. And we, this is why we can partner, because you see, we also were meant to be the carry, we're the carriers of that person, the creator. And so everything he is, we are. Because what we are are the conductors of the goodness of God into the earth. You know, most of us spend too much time thinking about ourselves. And we don't think good thoughts. And then as soon as we finish thinking badly about ourselves, we think badly of others. Because if you think well of others, from your dissatisfied state, then you get more depressed. Oh and I don't need to think about you to get depressed. <laughs> right? Right. Right. So it tells you that there's one thing. We're really going to talk about uh, giving, and I'm going to go from the beginning. And I think I already mentioned something about PowerPoints and stuff, so that's coming. But let's finish this one. Because um, I'm, I'm speaking softly to let 
what's working continue to work. See, there's a fire that was released into these men, and it's going to burn some gunk out of y'all. Okay. But it's the good, it's the good burning of gunk, if you will. I think gunk's a manly word, so. To being the older sister of, 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 you know, men that I think are, uh, you know, it, it can be, let me just, this is, it's interesting. It's interesting because I think they're also stellar. You know, I, I see some amazing power radiating through all of them. And, and so you kind of want to sometimes just pop them upside the head. I had to hit Christina upside the head while we were gone. She was my laundry detergent. I didn't bring it up for everybody. <laughs> And I told her, she said I hit her, she had said I hit her so hard it hurt. I said, I wanted to hit you, Christina. I really did. I wanted to hit you. It was, I just wanted to say things. And that little pop of love upside your head was the best way to express what I felt. <laughs> About my And then it took one minute after I hit her, I felt good. I said, I forgive you. <laughs> I'll tell you about the trip later. It was, it was a lot of fun. But, um, but do you see what I mean? It's like, that's God says, I want to straighten you up. See, it wasn't a hit to hurt you. It's just, I just need to help you stand up straight. That's how I feel about my brothers. But I am, I, I'll tell you something else. I know that's how I feel about me. Believe me, I know. Because, you know, you have a radar as an older sister. You know what they're up to. You know what they're up to. And you just watch them because you say, you know what, mama will get you. And daddy is too. And I'm going to be the pure way. <laughs> My point is this. Even if I have issues, which I don't, but if I had issues with my brother, that ain't okay for you to have. You got that? Uh-huh. And that's how I feel about every single one of you. Every single one of you, including those of you who I have not yet met. But we will still fight for one another. Yes. Got it? It's, it's yes. even, I understand it goes both ways. But even when you have difficulties with me, do you know how blessed I am to be able to pray for you so that you come out of it? Come out of it. Come on now. Understand? It's very important because when people have issues with me, I can see bindings on them. Mm-hmm. I can repent. I can apologize, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're free. That's right. Because you're not free until you choose to do it. Right. I'm not in charge of that part. It's like when you do things to offend me. It's like, yep, all I gotta do is breathe, and there are a lot of people that offend me. So I don't live there. Do you understand? I, you, I'm not going to follow you around asking me what did I do, this, that, the other. I'll ask the Holy Spirit, what do you think I did? Because an apology is a release of wealth. It's a release of wealth. Do you understand? I withhold forgiveness. Then I'm being stingy and I'm holding... 
I'm holding things against you that I should be releasing to you. You hold people in unforgiveness for what you see them do that you don't like. You're judging them, but you don't understand you being judged too. The Bible tells you that the greater judgment is upon you. Because God isn't judging them in that scenario, you are. That's why he says in Matthew 7, 1, judge not, lest you be judged. That opinion that you express about others, where you diminish their value, and you place it on a level that God did not, it doesn't hurt them as much as it hurts you and me, because it places us in, in, a, in a position of condemnation from the demonic realm. And Satan can work in that arena very much because it's his, it's his uh, uh, how do we say, devices. It's, it's his technology. Okay? And so here he says, examine yourselves, seeing whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Make that your homework this week. Um, 2, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourself. If you I, Don't raise your hand. How many of you examined somebody else this week and looked at their lives and looked at all of their duties and um, examined all of their doings, criticized all of their sayings, found fault with all of their opinions and expressions? And had a good time doing it. And then at the end of the day, examined yourself, not really, brushed your teeth, maybe, climbed into bed and went to sleep without talking to God about how you expressed his love for others during the day. Yeah, I know. So don't raise your hand. It's okay. This week is different. Everything is different today. Understand? Because I'm going to examine myself. Okay, the word says to do this. This is so seeing whether I am in the faith. Because I tell you what, if you start criticizing people, your faith starts weakening. It really does. By the time you're finished talking about everybody and everything, they say, Well, we have need of that so oh who has faith for that? Let's just call the bank. Let's just do this. I, I ain't got faith for this. Well, of course I don't because I, I you know, my energy was, do you see what I mean? It, yes. it went away. It, 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 it pulled, you pulled my power. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. That's what you're saying. It really, you don't want to do that. You want to wake up in the morning feeling clean. Right? getting purified in your thinking. So he says, see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Now, this is another thing. Where am I lacking in understanding? As we talk about finances, we talk about giving, as we talk about receiving, as we talk about God's vision for your wealth, because that's where we're going to be going, God's vision for your wealth. He has one. And so we are going to get his vision and then manifest his dream. Yes, that's the whole thing. That's his how it dream. works. That's it. See, it's his dream of your wealth. Because most of the time, all we can think about is dollars. Yes. But we don't have plans for them. We talked about that before, and we, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll be in that. So here it is that he says, see whether you're in the faith. What is your faith level concerning finance? And I did not say, what is your opinion? 
Most people will give you their opinion. They won't tell you their faith level. Because their faith is in their opinion. It's not in God. Okay? So you see, thank you. You see what I mean? It is, I agree. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay? Um, do you see what I mean? I'm saying it's, it's like you, you find that you, your expressions of faith are oftentimes doubt or criticism. And it's always analyzing everything except what God is saying to analyze within ourselves. Examine yourself. X-ray. Check the blood levels, the water levels, the, 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 the coils, whatever it happens to be. Example, if you go to the doctor, they typically are to examine you. They check your heart, your lungs, your breathing, your this, your that, your walk, your stand up this way, bend this way, do this. That. A thorough examination is able to, and because they're equipped to know certain signs, they can, they can give you their scientific assessment. That's what a doctor's diagnosis is, a scientific assessment. But faith is a supernatural force. Yes, 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 yes. You yes, put yes. a supernatural force next to a scientific assessment, and the science must give way to faith. That's right. That's miracle <laughs> healing. That's basically healing wow. 101. That's how that works. This is where faith healing requires faith. Do you see? Natural healing requires many medicines and remedies. Faith has one remedy. It's called the blood of Jesus. See? Yes. Okay. Are you seeing this? Okay. So examine yourself this week. I dare you. Okay. I dare you. To do it and to test yourself. Do you not know that Yeshua, the Messiah, is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified and you're not disqualified. And here's the beauty of it: if you don't, if you find at the end of this thing you're not actually saved, you can get saved. Maybe you're religious. Maybe you're in church. Maybe you have been going to church your whole life. Maybe this, that, and the other, but you've never cultivated a relationship with Yeshua, with Jesus himself. You've never said, this is the word, this, this is the word of God dwelling in you richly. It has to be talking about Jesus because he's the word. It's always going to point back to him. If you say word, you mean Jesus. If you say Jesus, you're talking the word of God. See, there is no separation between Jesus and the word. He is the word. But you might want to look at, okay, do I, have I ever let the light come in to me? Anybody have uh, a same issues that you're experiencing now that you were 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, whatever? Yeah, because God doesn't live there. Because he doesn't live there. Is anybody still afraid of their family, friends, etc.? God doesn't live there. Fear lives there. Anybody still stumbling over things financially? God doesn't live there. We have a, um, what do you call it? I, I'll just say freak of a, a concept of finance. Sometimes he, I'm with him, sometimes I'm on my own. You know, we got an in and out relationship. No, you really, we don't have relationship. We've just been graced many times. Because if I have a relationship with a, well, I, I used to listen to, 
different people when they came into wealth and then they brought their friends along. So whatever they got, the friends got because they had a relationship with somebody wealthy who wanted everybody to have, um, you know, to be able to come along. And so what would they do? They would give to them. So you couldn't tell who really had the money until you looked at the attitudes. Because the one that had the money had also a spirit of generosity. Okay. The idea of giving money to your friends is for your friends to turn around and give money to somebody else to bring them along. Because your rich friend is going to keep getting richer because they're giving. But if all you're doing is taking, you're not going to grow. And that's a principle no matter what. But have you noticed that when you or I, we allow God to gift through us how wealthy we become on the inside. That's part of the spirit of generosity and part of his giving nature. He's saying to us, give me away. Give me away. Keep giving me away. Keep giving me away. You never lose me. And you're certainly never going to be depleted of me. Give me away in your smile. Give me away in your giving. Give me away in the way that you talk to people. Give me away in the way that you hear. Give me away by actually sitting and listening to somebody and let them talk. Give me away by keeping your mouth shut in this moment and let me speak to you so that I can then release through you what I want to say. Give me away by stop poor thinking yourself. By thinking the way the world thinks of you instead of the way I do. Why don't you give me entrance? This is what the Spirit of the Lord has been telling us today. I want in. I want in on your life. Because you see, he, when we talk about the wealth of the kingdom is within, the king is within. And so the wealth is to come out. That's why you can't acquire wealth outside That's of the right. kingdom. That's right. You can That's acquire right. amass great money, but wealth incorporates peace, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Yes. It, it encompasses trust, yes. and, and, and it gets rid, of, it has faith, wealth, true wealth. Kingdom wealth has the ingredients of faith and grace and mercy. Kingdom wealth is built upon forgiving there's no bitterness in the wealth of the kingdom. There is no selfishness in the wealth of the kingdom. There is a great mercy impetus in the kingdom, a desire to help others to come alongside. You know, there isn't even um, a superiority in the wealth of the kingdom, though it is superior to the wealth of the world, because the wealth of the kingdom is always releasing that mercy, the chesed of God. Who can I show kindness That's to? Right. Who can I elevate and help them to have part of what I have? See, the wealth of the kingdom is so vast <laughs> that you can have all the world's goods and still not have all the wealth That's right. of the kingdom. Because the true treasure of the kingdom is the word of God. The word of God creates wealth. The word of God creates wealth. Yeah. So, oh, okay, huh? The word of God. I'm going to say it a lot. So you, you, you finally one day, you know when you know you get it? It's going to come out of your mouth. You're going to say, whoa. <laughs> the word of God creates wealth. And you create wealth by the word of God. By what you say. By what you choose to believe. Has to be the word. 
That's the word. The wealth of the kingdom is in the word of God. It's the word of God is the treasure that you unlock and wealth comes forth. It just pours out all over the place. You know, it's like those, I couldn't stand them as a kid. They were scary. That stopped right there. Because the next thing would go, and that clown came out. That's why so many people are afraid of clowns. There's a stupid Bob the Weasel. That clown that came out of that box is like, ah, it's supposed to be fun. It wasn't fun. It was scary. Oh, no. I couldn't stand that thing. It was really scary. Seriously, it was scary. To me, I keep doing it until it unlocked and then let the clown come up. But every time it jumped out, it's this weird painted face going, and I don't know what's fun about that. <laughs> okay. But... But the thing is, but, but here's something to that. Wealth, when you keep push, crank, 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 but really it's just speaking and releasing and praising and thanking and going forth. It, when it pops up, it comes, it pushes under all the pressure and pushes up. And once it springs forth, there used to also be another thing that had a can of snakes kind of thing. I twisted that, yeah. All those would come out, right? Well, I don't really like snakes or clowns, so I have to come up with better, better, <laughs> I mean, better, better examples. But nevertheless, I'm trying to. Okay, we'll just use. I'll go with you guys. This is food. Poppin' fresh, the Pillsbury Doughboy. And so when you did the thing with the with the biscuits, this was so cool, and you. Whack that thing against it and bam, the dough came out, right? Okay, that's a better one because it's y'all want to eat. Okay, so, um, then, and we'll have a side of bacon. Okay, so, <laughs> we challenge butter and syrup. Challenge butter and love having syrup, or Mrs. Butter's ones, okay? All right, so what I'm basically saying, thank you, is that this is where we're headed, so filled with the truth about the wealth of the kingdom that every time somebody hits you, it just comes out. This is where we're headed. Okay. So I want to say thank you and thank the Lord for the supernatural appearing that will continue on, continue on as manifested in the hearts of those that receive you today. And I thank you for all that you've done. Stay tuned while... Uh, in 15 minutes, Minister Dewey Foster and Dr. Baker will come back with biblical solutions. All right. Session two. Thank you so much.